Hi, everyone. This is Caitlin McKinnon. Jordan got to talk to you all on his own last time, and I didn't really think that was fair because we haven't really had any time together. And really, I uh, am just petty and wanted my own time with you guys. Uh, Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Hi, welcome to the last episode of Geek. <laughs> I think that's how we should definitely open it. Yeah, that's right. Well, okay, let's let's give it some background no, here. No, this will be the tag. No, no. Jordan gave me a pen that had no ink in it. I didn't know it didn't have any ink in it. Sure, you didn't. Why would I give you a, deliberately give you a pen? Sabotage. Sa- what am I sabotaging? I'm not sure yet. We're partners. I need you for this. Yeah, I know that's that's true. Sorry, stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> if you people could have seen how excited she just looked and then froze it was the best thing i've ever seen uh hi everyone thank you for tuning in to geek down this week my name is caitlin mckinnon and my name is jordan ferguson and we are here to bring you geeky news and to talk about geeky things and just in general have a good time hopefully yeah how are you caitlin i'm doing great it How is, are you, Jordan? It is balls-ass cold it in is Toronto so today. so cold. If you're not from Toronto, um, be thankful. I'm happy for you because I left Caitlin waiting outside of my apartment for maybe 45 seconds. And, and I basically have lost fingers. Had to hear about it for the next two hours. So <laughs> it's that cold. Uh, oh, dear. Well, but actually, God bless you. Thank you for coming in anyway. This is how much she cares about this show. Friends. I, I come all the way from Hamilton. All every the way Sunday. from Hamilton in this balls ass cold. Yeah. To bring you the news and opinions and frivolity that you need every week. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, he said people not from Toronto, but anywhere north of Toronto is making fun of us right now because it's really not that cold. <laughs> that's true. It's what? It's uh, negative. My, minus 21? 21. Yeah, with the wind chill. I think they said with the wind chill, it's like up to negative 40. Really? I, that's what I heard, yeah. But it's not very windy at the moment. I think that's a rumor. I think that weather <laughs> people are just spreading rumors now. Because that's what... <laughs> well, there's different levels of cold. One of them is, does my hair freeze cold? Um, and if it doesn't right away, then it's not really that bad. Uh, what we are at right now is... Um, see, you friends who are like n- never had to really deal with sub-zero temperatures, a thing will happen to your cellular device oh, where... God. It doesn't matter how much of a charge you have. If it is like below a certain degree, go ahead. Try to look up when your bus is coming out in the elements. Your phone will be like, nah. Yeah, it was bad. I left Hamilton with full battery. And by the time I got to your door, which was only like a, I don't know, 15 minute walk. Uh, I base I had zero, I had what like six percent battery. Also, people Jordan doesn't have a normal charger. He just has stupid Apple product chargers. So I'm kind of I'm I'm screwed. Once again, another thing that is my fault this week. Yeah. I can't look stuff up on my phone because of Jordan. It's all his fault. You have a tablet. It's sitting right here. I know, but phone is just so much more convenient. Ugh. Worst. <laughs> I am the worst. I'm sorry. I'm the breed of the show. Um, all right. So to get right into it. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't have now. a I don't have a lot this week. 
Um, there so are like it, no what, notes on that piece of paper. No, I was, I was inadvertently hit with like a writing gig this week, so I've been <gasps> a little distracted. Um, actual work. Actual work. Work that pays me. Imagine that. Amazing. You mean they didn't just want to give you exposure? <laughs> Man, I've I've been paid in so much exposure over the years. So much. Was that 10, 10 words you shouldn't say? There was a t- Twitter meme going around that was like 10 things you shouldn't say to a writer and somebody just numbered them all out. It was like, we can't pay you, but we can give you exposure. Yeah, no, it's the worst. It's like the 10 things, 10 words you should not say to a writer. It's the worst thing for artists, yeah. Um, all right, so actually getting into it now, besides that that segue, or all the segues, uh, news. So do you have any news whatsoever, or is there anything you wanted to talk about? <laughs> Nothing you want to hear. <laughs> All right. Yes, there are. You might as well. I'll just take a nap. Okay, I'll, I'll get this. This is a very big day for me, friends, because, okay, we talked last week about how I wrote this book about this rap guy, Jay Dilla. So I kind of get painted with this. Since the book came out, I'd been painted with this like, oh, he's a rap guy. Brush. Like, that's what he writes about. That's what you go to. That's what this writing gig is about. That's cool. I'm fine with all that. I am a rap guy. But something happened in the last two years where, like, I, for reasons I'm still trying to discern, fell in love. That is not hyperbole. Love with a Japanese electropop trio named Perfume. And this is where I go get uh, a tea. I'll be back. You already had a tea. You'll be fine. Yeah. You are on your... How? What coffee is this? Second. Are you, really? Yeah. You are on your second coffee. I've only had one tea today, so... <laughs> You talk about perfume, I'll go make tea. I don't have anything to say really about it because that's not what we're here for. Just the fact is they uh, announced their new album and the fact that they will be uh, going on tour again in North America. The translators have are undecided if that just means more cities in America or North America as a whole. I don't even want to begin to entertain the idea that they could come play in Toronto. But uh, it's a very, very exciting, very exciting, very, oh God, it's a very exciting concept prospect for me. I'm trying to stay awake. Yeah, you're doing a good job. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, If people have not realized by now, I have very little interest in this. But you always fix it really good when we're off mic, so I I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that you are excited. I just neither can fathom nor can I, you know, understand. I mean, they're good, but you get really excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly Re- really excited happy birthday out oh my god anyways moving on moving on um i encountered the worst show ever this week yes that's what you walked in the door and said and at, at first i thought you were talking about the thing i told you to watch this week but i was not but it was not and no I, so something has eclipsed it <laughs> Uh, so on Netflix, uh-huh. you've probably sort of encountered it, and you would probably know because you do work at a certain major Canadian... Major Canadian <laughs> retailer. Exactly. Uh, and this was very popular for a very long time, and still is. Um, the show Shadowhunters? Oh, the Cassandra Clare one? Yeah. Have you even attempted to uh, watch the show? No. This They tried to do a movie of it once, didn't yes. they? And that did not no, do well. No, it did very So badly. now they are going the Netflix yes. route. And it has also gone very badly. <laughs> so I had seen it a couple times on Netflix. I'd been curious. Um, 
I loved Buffy when it was going on. So, and it, it's sort of that same, I knew what it had to do with. I'd actually, I've not read the books, which is the Mortal Instruments series yes. by Cassandra Clare. I haven't read them, but I know lots of people who have and who really liked it. Um, and it wasn't, you know, groundbreaking fiction, but it was fun. A lot of young adult blockbusters aren't. Yes. I don't think I don't think that's a hot take for anybody. I don't no. think I'm getting anybody real fired up with that assessment. No. But. Um but it was a lot of fun and you know, it was fun fantasy and all of that. So I tried tried to watch it and I got a couple minutes in and turned it off and then wanted to crawl into a ball and cry because it was so bad. And then I went, you know what? I've turned my eye a lot to things that are just great fodder for podcasts. So I was like, I'll watch the first two episodes and see what happens. Because the first episode, as we said, you know, pilot episodes are not, they have a tendency not to be very good. Yes. Um, and it was brutal. It was terrible. Um, the acting was awful. And then I got halfway through the second and went, I, my life is too short. <laughs> I cannot, even for this podcast, which I do care a lot about, coming all the way from Hamilton to Toronto, all that, that entire hour and 15 minute journey. Such a hike. Um, yeah, it was just brutal. And that speaks to like a larger kind of issue where just like, you know, nobody needs another segment on peak TV and how there's just so much out there and how, like you said, life is just far too short to you just you can't spend it's like i used to read every single book i opened i would always read till the end too i saw who's afraid of the dark episode and it totally got me freaked out about what happens when you don't finish books so i basically (laughs) (laughs) i did not know what that was going all right uh if anyone knows that episode you know comment on facebook or where am i are you afraid of the dark stands at get at us or twitter um (laughs) So I would always read till the end. And then I picked up this book called Devices and Desires. And I got like a chapter in and went, can't do it. I cannot do it. That, my, my much more highfalutin uh, example of that was the uh, summer I tried to read 2666 by Roberto Bolaño. <laughs> <laughs> and got like that book defeated me. I have no I have no shame saying that. Like, great. You can write your ass off. I'm glad you're having fun writing. But uh, it's just I'm not entertained. I'm dumb. Fine. Yeah. Fine. I'm dumb. Well, this, I mean, like I said, like, I like monster hunter fun Buffy the Vampire stuff. Sorry, Buffy the Vampire Slayer stuff. Um, but this was just the writing, the acting, the plotting, the pacing, everything was terrible. And you're um, comparing it to Buffy because it's this idea of like where, you know. She's a monster hunter. You have woman, young woman finds, finds she's part of something bigger than herself and she has to fight monsters. Yeah, and it can be really great and it can be a lot of fun. Um, and I just found everything. It was like a, a class of what not to do for 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 television for a screenplay like it was that bad and her wig was terrible sorry i just i I kept it was it was so bad i kept on going god that wig is terrible so you know they've just avoided at all costs life is too short watch watch something else watch vikings i don't know (laughs) i just i don't know i don't know why i picked that one like listen we're like three weeks away from house of cards dropping daredevil is going to drop a week after that like there there are other things you could be go i'll finish i'll watch the rest of agent carter i still have to get to that that's still on my list even like watch grim if you want a monster of the week or 
or what's that other one that's basically grim, but uh, two guys and they're, you know, they're monster hunters. Supernatural? That's the one. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You got like 10 seasons, 20 seasons of that to yeah. go through if, if you, you want. want. If you want something like that, go, go, go find it. Don't watch this. It's hard, left me really sad, actually, how bad it was. Hard pass on the mortal instant. What, the shadow hunters? Is shadow that hunters. Called? That's what it is. Because she hunts shadows? Uh, things in the shadows. Good for her. Yeah. Demons. I think that's what they're they're killing. That Actually, it was interesting because the, the demons looked cool. Like, the monsters looked cool. Um, but, oh, I also tried to watch Merlin. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's a British television series. It was really bad also. <laughs> But not as bad as this. This just eclipsed everything. Even even the thing you gave me to watch, it even eclipsed that. <laughs> oh, friends, stay tuned. I already know this is gonna it's gonna be a fantastic segment. Yeah. Anyways, and uh, anything else? More of an update to something we talked about last week, uh, where we were discussing how Archie Comics has kind of messed around and become the most progressive publisher in the industry. Uh, it turns out that Jughead Jones be crowned best friend of Archie Andrews uh, in his own book, uh, the Jughead book, written by Chip Zdarsky of Sex Criminals and drawn by Erica Henderson. Sorry, I didn't know your name last week, Ms. Henderson. Um, they are revealing that Jughead is asexual. Which is pretty big. Pretty big. So I guess this is taking like the most contemporary kind of look you can at the fact that, you know what, the character has never really been into romance mm-hmm. or fulfilling any sort of desires that weren't you know Food hamburgers <laughs> yeah um so it's kind of it's mentioned they don't make a big thing about it it's not like a special episode of jughead jones it's just yeah. like he's walking with his friend kevin keller and kevin is bemoaning the lack of romantic options for <laughs> a young gay man <laughs> yeah in, in riverdale yeah and uh just kind of says to him you know jughead you don't get it because you're asexual yeah and that's it which is nice. It is nice. They don't make a big thing about it. and Yeah. And you don't, I mean, that's a big issue with a lot of mainstream media is that they don't even acknowledge that there are other options or, you know. Oh, I, yeah. I guarantee for many readers, if not most, this would be the first time they've had to think about think about what that means orientation and, means. Yeah. Or that it even exists or that it's a thing and it's not just you know, a playground insult that you... And again, and again, th- th- a lot of people don't know it's an option, right? They can think that there is something wrong with them uh, if they're not, you know, attracted to anybody. Mm-hmm. Except, well, the only thing being attracted to is food, <laughs> in Jughead's case. Lord, we can all relate to that. Oh, I know, right? But anyway, yeah, definitely a good thing. And, cheese, uh... sorry. I just, <laughs> I love cheese. I just had to bring, I mean, besides my tea addiction, a cheese is next on the list. That's actually how I measure my wealth. It's in whether I can afford cheese or not. Did you see see that meme that was making the rounds last week? It was like the four stages of eating cheese. (laughs) Oh, no. It was like, eat cheese, eat more cheese, feel bad, feel sick, a little more cheese. (laughs) Yeah, well, basically. So the four stages. Yeah. But anyway, yes, uh, shouts to Mr. Zadarsky and Ms. Henderson for uh, that. It's very cool that, you know representation right if it's just and representation without uh, a pageantry right there's not like you said there wasn't like an entire uh comic devoted to it yeah, jughead's now not being trotted out as the uh you know patron saint of asexuality he's just he's just asexual just who he is and it's just part of his character exactly and... 
What'll be really interesting is if the new Riverdale CW show actually uses that content. Yeah. Did this thing exist before you mentioned that? I I actually don't know. I think it must have because when they were saying this is the casting, something must have come out before that saying they're making an Archie TV show on the CW. We're just amazing. Yeah, we had no idea that this was a thing when Caitlin mentioned that like... It belongs on the CW with Pretty Little Liars God, and everything else there. Give us jobs, people. I know. We, Teen we can, drama. That apparently that's that's our bag. That's our we we're down with the kids. I can just predict things now. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what what they use and what they don't. If they're just sort of going to be like a wholesome Disney Channel uh, teen drama type thing, or if they're going to make it a little bit darker and grittier and more real. <laughs> Maybe not dark gritty, okay? I just mean like actually, like more Degrassi than 90210. Yeah, I, de- I would definitely like to see that. I mean, if they take their cues from um from the actual new Archie book that we talked about last week, that would be, I think, that would be really cool. I think they have to. I don't think that you can put like classic jalopy driving style. <laughs> well, they might try. You never know. If there's if if that uh, Shadow Hunter show is anything <laughs> to go by, they sometimes have no idea what they're doing. Sometimes they just put shit on. Yeah. But anyway, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We're not we're not in the business here of uh, of damning something before it hits the air. Uh, we'll at least wait to see. Fingers crossed that they uh, they do right by it. And then we'll watch three episodes. And then we'll give it the rule of three and decide if we hate it or not. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, well, there's really only one story this week in the nerd universe, and that is uh, the success of Deadpool, apparently. And also the hate people have for it. Have you seen hate? And Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I Okay, as we know, I may read a lot of Mary Sue, and I may read a lot of Jezebel. I also read other things. Okay. I, I never said you did. I know. I just don't want people to think that I'm only reading the Mary Sue and Jezebel. I read a lot of it, though. Uh, And lots of things I disagree with. For instance, all the hate for Ryan Reynolds. Uh, There was an article about, basically, I'm not rooting for Ryan Reynolds, so there. And I was like, that's not nice. Also, they made fun of his wife. It's not her fault she's boring. Like... (laughs) That's what they said? They said she was boring? Yeah, they're like, she's a boring actress. And I was like, yeah, okay, so there's lots of boring actresses. She's not in the movie. No, she's not in the movie. (laughs) She's not even in the movie, guys. Why why are we bringing her into this? Yeah, exactly. I just thought it was a lot of, like, mudslinging and just he's a boring white actor. And I, yeah. And then there was another article about how much they hated uh, Deadpool. Um, But it was weird because they didn't actually say really what they they there was a little bit of what they didn't like but i almost felt like they didn't like it for the sake of not liking it if Mm. that makes any sense um if you're going to um do a review i feel like you really need to break it apart and i just felt like there was just a lot of there was nothing specific it was just a general dislike for the movie yeah and to be fair this is the kind of movie that's pardon the phrase asking for it yeah, but that's Deadpool. And I mean, that's one of the things they brought up is that they weren't familiar with Deadpool. Mm. They weren't familiar with character or the culture around Deadpool. Okay, fine. But maybe, I don't know, get to know it a little bit. And like this is a, this is a, a movie and a property and a character that deliberately goes out with both fingers out and is like, you know, yeah. at me, bitch. Like it's yeah. trying to... If anything, I guarantee you Ryan Reynolds probably read that article and was like, woo! Yeah, yeah, yes! Mission, like, mission accomplished! It was like the whole thing, China banning the movie, and he was like, yes! 
China, China banned, banned the movie. Yeah, apparently they wouldn't they wouldn't play it in China. Oh man, studio not happy about that. No, well, except Ryan Reynolds thought it was hilarious. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta play in China <laughs> to pay for your movie these days. But it's already breaking. You know. Yeah, I think they said it was uh it was like the best Thursday. One of the best Thursdays um, for a new release, yeah, like ever. If and not I'm, the... I'm hoping it's going to be one of the best Valentine's opening releases. <laughs> that would, that would make, make my day. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So, but yeah, what I mean, what other things have you, you read about it? Uh, so I will confess, I did see some of uh, the Mary Sue writing about it. One thing, the one thing I read in the initial review that I kind of agreed with, that I don't know if I'll care if and when I ever see the movie, is that. It's comedic device is very similar to that, like, Family Guy style pop culture referential, which is not really, like, comedy. It's like, hey, here's the thing that we all know. Isn't it funny that we all know that thing? Insert laughing. Yeah. Which is fine. It's not really my bag, and I would agree with that. But at the same time, I don't care that much. It's not a... Right. And as I always say, I think sometimes people take things too seriously, especially movies from com- made from comic books yeah and unless to- sorry unless the subject matter is really serious i don't think that movies should be taken seriously yeah i don't i don't know what you were going into the deadpool movie expecting especially after we talked about like unless you had zero exposure to any of the marketing or the trailers or anything like that like yeah it's it's you, sort of, you knew what you were walking into. It's sort of a like a violent, crass humor, right? Like it's and some people enjoy that and some people don't. And that's sort of also something I like about British humor is that sometimes they can get a little bit ridiculous and not. I don't know if it's specifically not politically correct. Uh, I didn't see anything about that in in particular, but I I would imagine that that could be a thing in a Deadpool movie. I mean, and I don't know, did you see the uh, the Mary Sue, to their credit, actually ran a ran two reviews. They ran a pro and a con review right. okay. of it. Uh, and the pro review was basically, I think, probably agreed with a lot of the con review, but is saying basically the same thing you're saying, which is like, yeah, it's kind of bro-y. Yeah, it's dumb. And the humor is dumb. But you know what? It's, it's fun. And, and why are we asking so much from a dumb superhero movie? Exactly. And sometimes that's just what you want. You just want to go see a really dumb movie. That was actually um, a lot of the Star Wars. I really like Star Wars, the new Star Wars movie. A lot of people didn't. No, they wanted so much from it. And I was like, all I wanted was a fun Star Wars movie with Jedi. And I got that. And I'm really excited that I got that. Um, I didn't need an epic. I just wanted it to be entertaining i uh, i listen to another podcast that says there's a voice people make when they are lying about whether they've seen or read something like your voice goes up yeah so caitlin asked me if i've seen star wars have you seen star wars oh yeah yeah no, it's <gasps> it's great. you haven't seen star wars no no that's a special episode for another time my my feelings about star wars and people who love star wars and okay so you know how earlier we were joking about how this is the last episode of this <laughs> podcast I have seen some Star Wars. I'm happy wait, it wait, makes wait, you wait, all wait, happy. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. You've seen some Star Wars? Yeah. What does that mean? It means I've seen the originals. I've seen the original trilogy, and I've seen two-thirds of the prequels, and I have not seen and really have no care to see The Force Awakens. You haven't seen The Clone Wars? I saw, like, half of The Clone Wars. Oh, you mean, like, the show? Yeah. Oh, God, no. I don't have time to invest in that. Oh. <laughs> okay. 
All right. We'll see if I'm back for the second half of this show. Tune in to see if I'm still here. When we take the pause. We're going to have to have a discussion off air, apparently. That's a very serious discussion. They lo- load it in. You, you have the power to make me watch The Clone Wars. Except, again, again, I am prepared this week. <laughs> we'll discuss that off air. Uh, Caitlin, are you are you tired at all? Uh, Would you like a nap? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I could, I could do with a nap. Because friends, like nap. it's two minutes of wrestling time. Oh God. Oh yeah, it's the Geek Down Sports update. Uh, sad news this week when former WWE champion Daniel Bryan, injury plagued, had to. You might like this actually because it's more of a story. <sighs> Shut up. It's more of a story than like actual. You know, just like this person won the title or this person's coming over. Uh, Daniel Bryan ha- announced his retirement this week. Uh, there was a lot of hope that he was going to be able to make it back. He's kind of been plagued with injuries the last year. We mourn this because Daniel Bryan was a guy who kind of changed the perception of what a successful pro wrestler could be. He's small. He's like a vegan. He doesn't have the look that like <laughs> Vince McMahon really likes. Like he's and kind of stole the narrative back and through him the fans stole the narrative back so basically this was a guy that the fans always really liked and were always really behind uh like 2015 royal rumble or maybe 14 um that's a thing they do still oh yeah they still do the royal rumble i thought they would have like changed the name and made it like the psycho rumble from hell or something <laughs> you know i'm sure that was on the table sometime in the 90s oh, but probably. cooler heads prevailed yeah so basically you got the sense that they were going to try and push another hulking brute by the name of Roman Reigns. He's very pretty. He had the look. He was ripped. And at the same time, a lot of fans wanted to see this Daniel Bryan guy get the shot at the title and try and you know get the belt and carry the company. And as the company was like pushing Roman Reigns and he won the Rumble that year and Daniel Bryan got eliminated, the crowd was not having it. And you have never seen anything like a crowd just turning on what's in front of them. Like when Roman Reigns won the Rumble that year, like they brought The Rock out to try oh. and like, because they're third cousin, you know, Samoans are all related. What? what? In wrestling, Samoans are all related. That's not like, I'm not being like an ass. Like, okay. All right. They're all like third cousins. I don't cousins. know anything about wrestling because that could, that could absolutely be correct. <laughs> and, I just thought that was a little offensive. And, and no, not all Samoans are related. But it's like the, when in, I tell people from the States that I'm from Canada <laughs> and they're like, oh, do you know Tony? And I'm like, what? You don't know Tony? No, it shut up. I don't know Tony. Actually, I do know a Tony. Tony's gonna be so upset to hear that. Oh my anyway, God. they brought the rod they brought the rock out because he is Roman's cousin. And, you know, if you're a quote unquote smart fan, like if you like smart in quotes, um, and you think you kind of understand the business a little bit or the thinking behind it, you know what they were doing. They were bringing the rock out to try to soften the blow to the fans. It's like everybody loves the rock. He'll get Roman over. They'll be fine with it because The Rock came out and they'll equate Roman with The Rock and they'll love it. No. the Ro- If you go back and watch it, The Rock got booed that night and he just didn't. You could tell he didn't know what the hell was going on. He's holding up his cousin's arm just looking around like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> they are booing The Rock. And in the lead up to WrestleMania that year, it became this whole thing about Daniel Bryan fought for a spot back. And it was the first time that the audience kind of took the story back like and said, no. We don't want what you're giving us. You were trying to give us this thing. We don't want it. We want that guy. 
and they just would not accept anything else. Like they chanted his name, whether he was in the match or in the building or not. Uh, he was known for doing this, what they called the yes chant, because when he was like kind of like a chicken shit heel, he would like win by really underhanded means, but and then run around the ring pointing at the ceiling going yes yes <laughs> like he was real happy with himself for winning and it's like the most lame way possible right um and the crowd took that over and the yes chant became a huge thing like at one point they had like a sit-in type thing where it was a work like they realized at this point that they had to start acquiescing to fan demand right but it was just like a really nice moment that they acknowledged it and basically on the fly they threw all their plans out and said all right you want daniel bryan let's give you daniel bryan and he had amazing matches and he had his moment at like wrestlemania 30 which was like you know anniversary show huge moment confetti won the belt all that, that sort of been, thing oh my god that would have been wrestlemania xxx we're, we're family entertainment now caitlin we don't like to i know but there's like to do that anymore. no there's <laughs> triple x was what's his name vin diesel there was a movie ew that's was, even dirtier and it wasn't a porn movie it was just a like he was like a super i don't know spy so i didn't watch it <laughs> surprise so yeah it's if anything you wish that like if he was going to retire he should have retired then because then he got hurt right after that and had to kind of give up the belt and then he came back once and got hurt again and had to give up the intercontinental title and just i was really impressed when he came out and cut this like amazing promo just like straight talk like this is not the show this is me actual brian danielson coming out and telling you like what's up with me um because the story we had heard was that he had been cleared by his own doctors to wrestle, but the WWE's doctors were like, nah, like we're not gonna, we're not gonna clear you because we don't want you to get hurt on our watch type of thing. Right. And he was always, you know, we had heard that he was like always trying to get a second opinion until basically he just came out and said, hey, you know, I've been wrestling for 16 years and, you know, two months after my first match or something like that, I got my first concussion and I've had like a billion concussions since then. And turns out, Concussions aren't good for you? Yeah, my brain was maybe not in as good a state as I uh, thought it was or as doctors up to this point had thought it was until they ran some more tests. So, um, you know, if I'm going to have a family and, you know, be healthy, I got to check out. And that really sucks because I didn't think I was done yet. And now I have to accept that I'm done. And so sad moment for fans. But I mean, I think we understand he kind of did. There wasn't really much else for him to do. Like you always wish they can get one more one more run. But you, you had a good you had a good career, Mr. Daniel Bryan, and we appreciate you. Thank you for staying awake through that. Yeah, it was really hard. And I think if we have uh, WWE time, we should have awesome English mystery time with Caitlin. Absolutely. Go ahead. Um, and I will talk about Father Brown and the Catholic Church, and I will try and put you to sleep. Were there, were there any hot developments on Father Brown? this week uh no but they got rid of one of the characters and made like zero mention of it which i didn't like uh, i mean if you change your cast up sure whatever but at least make some backstory like she went back to poland to visit her family or something i don't know like i said i i i don't want to bore you um i'm sure the fans would be really into it but i guess thank you for sharing the story about you said what was his name <laughs> Sorry, I, I did zone out. And on that note, we will take a break and come back with the main portion of our show where Caitlin and I will discuss the thing we brought each other to see if the other one likes it. Spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure I know how this one's going to end. It's going to be great.
everyone. Thank you for coming back after the break. That little bit there with the music, uh, that was where sponsors would go. And for the third week going, we don't have any. I can't believe this is happening. I know. I'm a little bit crushed. No one wants to throw us. You know what? They wouldn't even have to pay us. They could just give me cheese. (laughs) Why don't you? Why don't you love us, Maple Leaf? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just need cheese or like just some russet potatoes. Come through, Cracker Barrel. We are here for you. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, Anyways, now we are on to the actual major part of the show that I think people like the most. Uh, I hope so. They can get news anywhere. I mean, not as entertaining (laughs) news, but they can get news anywhere. So, but this, this is special. Yeah, I hope they like it. It's kind of the reason we started the whole thing in the first place. So, Uh, It is the moment where uh, Caitlin and I discuss the thing that we brought the other one before we get started into actual format uh there are rules to this yes we have rules the most important of which is the rule of three now this only applies to comic books and television series i'm not sure how we're going to do books or movies yet we haven't really we haven't really talked about that yet it just basically means we have to give it three chances installments yes um three episodes three issues because the pilot episode is not a good indication of how the series is going to turn out so yeah like just to gives give you it a, a chance it gives you a lot of setup gives you a lot of establishing positioning you in the world so we like to give it at least an opportunity to uh, get the story moving yeah same with comic books um and then of course our second rule is no tipping of the hat the hardest thing in the world you guys have no idea caitlin and i will not talk with each other about the thing that we have been asked to read view consume evaluate until we are sitting in front of these microphones yes and is there a third rule the third rule is just kind of an unofficial policy uh, our lax attitude towards spoilers oh of course yes we do not go out of our way to expose everything every plot detail but we also don't go out of our way to avoid them if they come up in the conversation so be it so if you have a zero tolerance position on spoilers now is your time to go and i don't know read a book take a walk i mean like we said it's balls ass cold outside so you're probably not going for a walk but a brisk walk (laughs) it'll damn sure be brisk so i believe this week we are going to start with what caitlin brought me yeah um so i will introduce it it is called Bitch Planet. Bitch Planet. Did you make up your own theme song? I just sing lots of things oh, okay. to myself. I live alone. Don't judge me. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't live alone and I sing lots of things to myself too. Uh, especially when I'm putting spoons away. <laughs> putting spoons away. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite one. Bitch Planet, Planet is a feminist dystopian comic book. Uh, it started December 2014, still going. There's six issues. The writer is Kelly Sue DeConnick, who has written a lot. She's written Captain Marvel and Avengers Assemble. Uh, she, I think, still writes a ghost for Dark Horse. Uh, she writes Bitch Planet and Pretty Deadly for Image Comics. Pretty Deadly was up for an Eisner Award. It didn't get it, unfortunately, um, but she was nominated which is awesome. The artist is Valentine Delandro. Um, he, I don't know much about Valentine Delandro. I know he did work for X Factor, um, but that's about it. He's from Toronto. Oh, is he? Yeah, I looked that up. Oh, that's surprising. Um, and it, I would say it's a combination of the book 1984 and the movie Switchblade Sisters, which uh, with a little bit of bitch pudding from Robot Chicken thrown in there. So, Jordan... 
What did you think of Bitch Planet? I don't know. You don't know? No. Well, that, this is going to be a boring second half. I don't know what I thought of Bitch Planet, and I don't think it matters if I know or don't know what I think of Bitch Planet. Please um, elaborate. Do you want me to read that one of my favorite headlines about Bitch Planet? <laughs> sure. Okay, this, this kind of sums it up really well, actually. It's a wired headline from, I think it was like the first issue or maybe it was the first collection or whatever. It was uh, the only comic about gladiator, sorry, gladiator women in space prison you will ever need. And that's what I think I don't like about it. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It is Caged Heat meets 1984 meets The Hunger Games meets... It's a really... That's a lot of potatoes to throw in the booyah base, you know what I mean? It's a really big world. Were you just scared of their feminine prowess? No. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Because this ultimately comes down to the, it ain't for you and it don't matter. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's done unbelievably well and it probably doesn't have a specific demographic I don't know about that. Um, (laughs) There are some things that I could parse so I read The Trade, mm-hmm. which was the first five or six issues. I didn't do the rule three. Okay. Um, like there was a moment in the first issue where, I guess we should give the plot. So uh, Bitch Planet is, like you said, it's a feminist dystopian. It takes place in a world where... Um, Misogyny is like gone crazy. The way 1984 is sort of, it's, the, it's a dystopian future. The it's world is run by men. Um, crazy men referred to themselves as fathers um the political structure is not really well fleshed out i'm sure that's intentional they just kind of want to throw you in and have you figure it out as you go along um i would have liked a little more hand holding in regards to that like as far as the world building goes it really just throws you in the deep end and leaves you to it Uh, i like that um and sometimes i don't mind it and sometimes i'm cool with it and sometimes i'm like okay what the hell's going on this was a little of that so basically, yeah, it's a world where basically men are ruling the world and they can uh, basically incarcerate you for whatever reason they see fit. For being, for being non-compliant. Con- yes. And right. non-compliance can take a number of forms from being actually disobedient, for being violent, for, for being, being fat, for being too fat, for being not pretty enough, for yeah. being for being offensive to the male eye. And or sensibility in any way, you can be deemed non-compliant and shipped off-world um, to the place known as Bitch Planet. The people in charge of Bitch Planet don't like to call it Bitch Planet, no. but um, that's no. basically what it is colloquially referred to. So basically, yes, you can be shunted off to Bitch Planet for any reason at the whims of the powers that be, apparently. And the comic, through the first trade, um, kind of follows a group of these prisoners who are being... Um, sort of roped into a competition of some sort. Um, yeah, there's the one of the big um, sporting events. Yeah, but it it also ties together. It it it's making fun of basically like the NFL. Yes, and that uh, because there is no more war, people need something to cheer for and get crazy over, and basically it they they're gladiators um yeah it's basically like a kind of like a rugby yeah hybrid sort of game that they play i can't remember the name of it 
um, and a group of female prisoners are being put into the tournament. Yeah. For the first time, I think. Yeah, it's the first time they've they've come up with this idea to sort of get the numbers up and to re- engagement. Right, that's what they're always calling it. Yeah, engagement. engagement. We need to get enga- viewership doesn't matter. It's engagement that matters. Yeah. So they want they need people to sort of it's bread and circuses basically, mm-hmm. right? You need to distract the people so they don't realize how you know messed up everything is in their world. Yeah. So a lot of the first trade deals with uh, this select group of inmates at Bitch Planet and their reasons for um, being there, being there and joining into this uh, competitive team. Yes. And it's uh, there's a lot of a lot of blood, a lot of death, a lot of violence. A lot of boobs. A lot of boobs. Uh, which, as as always, I'm happy with boobs. And I really and like... they're not here for my male gaze, people. No, they're not. <laughs> Jerk face. No, I'm th- <laughs> so, so I'm saying they're not. They're just boobs. They're just um, there. And uh, that's one of the things I like. The, the bodies that they draw, every single one of them is very different. Yeah. Uh, and they make a big point of that. And that's not something you see in most comic books about superheroes. They basically put a different costume on women that look the exact same mm-hmm. structurally uh so it's yeah nice like i will that. say opening like when you get to page three and like the first thing you see is like fat naked penny yeah you're like all, all right that's this is, this is that this is what kind of comic this, this is, gonna is where be. we're going um there's a moment in the first issue where our ostensibly our protagonist uh cam kamau it looks like she kills somebody, but doesn't, and yeah. that's the point. You're supposed to supposed to look like she killed somebody, but I thought the panels were arranged really weird. These are minor things to parse, but they just kind of they caught me in the moment, and I was like, mm. and I wasn't crazy about the art. Oh really? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely. I mean, I understand that because I am one of those people that it could be unbelievably well written, but if I'm not feeling the art, I just can't read it. I can't get into it. A lot of quote-unquote indie books creator own books kind of go that route where it's really like listen it's a prison planet so it's supposed to be dark and kind of not pleasant to look at and super harsh really inky and like um, i I always thought i thought it looked really harsh like he looks like the art style for most of it there are flashbacks that he draws in a different style which i liked a lot better um looks like michael lark the guy who used to do gotham central and kind or like early year one david mazzicelli and that's all i could think of as i was reading it was like looking at it looks like michael lark and i'd rather be reading michael lark if i wanted michael lark right um so the art was a kind of a hurdle for me to get over as i was going along i was worried it does a good job of the politics not crushing the weight of the story Mm -hmm. or the plot because make no mistake friends it is a super political book and oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah it makes no bones about that no and this is the thing where it gets to like i said at the top where I don't know that it matters what I think of it. Okay. That, not, I mean, that makes sense. I it's mean, not for me and doesn't have to be for me. It's good that it exists. It's good that there's, <laughs> there's one. Is there more than, is there more than one? I guess the prison guards white as well, but it's like in the first issue, there's one white woman and she gets killed. Like, yeah. Really like by quickly. The end, by the end of the issue. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But all the characters are of different ethnicities and different body types. Um, but then there are things at the end where, like, you know, the Hey Kids patriarchy things at, yeah. the, at the back. Yeah. Maybe a little heavy handed, but am I just, you know, a piece of white male cis scum who needs to check his privilege? Probably. Probably. Um, I would say so. No. <laughs> probably. And you know what? That's fine. It ain't for me. And it doesn't have to be for me. 
there are moments where I think that it gets a little clunky. Like the trade has a reader's guide at the end of it. Yeah. A legit reader's guide. Like you read at your <laughs> like you would read at your book club. Like what character do you identify with the most? Like yeah. thing, things like that, which I thought was a little heavy handed. But again, it ain't for me. Like I have the ability to go out into my local comic shop and find a million books that are that cater to my sensibilities yeah. and are for me. If I was just one... trying to. I'm trying to take you out of your comfort zone, Jordan. and you did. And hey, I I I respect that, and I am glad that I read it. I'm not going to sit here and say like, "Oh, it was a piece of trash," and women shouldn't write things. <laughs> um, there were thi- and there were things that did make me laugh. Like you said, Penny, fantastic character. Yeah. There, her, the issue with her backstory and I know. think well, the the reason one of the reasons I like Penny Roll so much is. The scene, I think it's in the very first issue, where they have her look in the mirror. Yes. And it's this mirror, basically, people out there, that um, shows your inner desire. And they're they're trying we'll to... Well, show the person you wish you were. Yeah, basically. And she looks in the mirror, and, and it's a panel of men who are just trying to figure out how to help they her. They just want to help her. Um, And she looks in the mirror, and she sees exactly what she is, which is this awesome fat black woman who is amazing and she just laughs she just starts laughing and they're so perplexed and almost horrified by this now i did see that's interesting i did see a piece in the guardian that called that scene out specifically as being too unbelievable see and that like is... they thought that was a bridge too far like oh my that God. that was unbelievable and um but people... i didn't i've both of us thought that was one of the best parts of the book yeah and i don't think that's a bridge too far because i think there is a, a really big discussion especially lately about pe- women who are fat who are embracing the fact they're fat and people hate that oh my god do they hate that they they really hate that um, I think it's because it's one of probably the most feminist things you can do is say, I don't care that I'm a size 14 or 16 or 20. This is who I am. I think I somebody had told me that DeConnick likened it to uh, Atwood meets the Grindhouse. Yeah. Because there is yeah. sort of a, and that is like, and again, not for me. That's not a sensibility I'm not really into. I don't like Grindhouse cinema. I don't uh, like the I kind mean, of... are you talking about exploitation film? Yeah. Well, that's... I brought up Switchblade Sisters before. Mm. That's a really well-known... Yes, I don't know what that is. Oh. So Switchblade Sisters was directed by Jack Hill, who is actually one of the really well-known directors for exploitation films. Okay. Um, he has done... He, I mean, he worked from... For about... Uh, I would say this 1970 to like 1982 or 83, like mm-hmm. 10 years, but he came out with so many exploitation films. Um, and by the end, a lot of people were sort of raising them up as feminist pieces because it sort of translates into that after a while. Um it probably didn't start out. I mean, exploitation films don't start out yeah. like that, uh, especially in the early days, but they sort of morph over time and become more interesting and have more commentary in them about feminism and racism and that kind of thing. But as I said, kind of about the bouche last week, like the other thing about exploitation and grindhouse cinema was they were always made on the cheap. Oh yeah. And didn't look real good. And I guess I'm just a 
because I'm just a base human being. Really. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't care what your politics are. I just kind of want it to look pretty. And um, this deliberately isn't trying to look pretty. Yeah. And that's fine. Don't have to. Yeah. Um, it's not made for you. It's Jordan. not for me. And they're clearly trying to take back that sort of like caged heat women's prison. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, that's uh, exactly what it is. Sort of vibe. So it's that thing where like, I like all the things you're doing. And I'm happy it's out there. I'm happy that if someone comes to me and complains that they wish they liked comics and they wish there were things for them, um, but they just can't find anything. I am glad that I now know that I can say like, have you read Bitch Planet? I don't know that I'm going to read it on the regs. And that's why we're doing this show. That's why we're doing this show. Uh, Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you recognize some of the cool things in it. Um, If someone is interested in comic books and feminism, I would definitely say to check it out. Now, what is your rating? Kick punches. I'm going to give it an eight. Really? I'm surprised. I thought it would be more like it would be like a six or something. Nope, it's an eight of... It's like a fist bump eight. Fist bump eight. (laughs) It's It's like an eight of respect. All right. It's like, you know, ain't for me, but I appreciate everything you're doing and I'm glad it exists and I'm glad it's out there. It may not be for me, and that's fine. Not everything has to be for me. Like I said, I'm I'm glad it's out there for the people who need it, and I'm glad that Image put it out. And oh, Image, I love you so much. They're killing the game right now. Yeah, killing it. Other two, you know who you are. Get your shit together. <sighs> like even Vertigo, come on. Like can't all be like fairies and druids. Whatever the <laughs> hell else you're doing over there at Vertigo right now. Playing a lot, a lot of D and D. That's what they're doing. I guess scalps over there. We don't need to run down the Vertigo catalog. Nope. Yes, eight kick punches. All right, that's good. That's good. Shouts to Bitch Planet. Shouts to uh, Valentine. I forgot your last name. And Kelly Sue DeConnick. It's it's Valentine. I have it written here. Delandro. Uh, Valentine Delandro. And also, I'm a base male piece of uh, heterosis scum. The joke in the Look Kids Patriarchy about douches. Uh, <laughs> Actually made me laugh really, really loud. <laughs> that's good. Because your vag is nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, yeah. <laughs> no, there was a drug called a Green X or something. Yeah. And the slogan was just like, because he's sick of your shit. <laughs> and this, and like, that's. I was like, shouts. Yeah. And I do, and I, sorry, I know we've already given the rating and everything, <laughs> but I do love, there is this sort of underlying humor as well. They, they have made things. Oh yeah, I'm not, I don't want to make the book seem like a drag. No. Like it's not a drag at all. Um. um but they've made things the way 1984 makes things sort of r- way ridiculous, right? You know, kids ratting out their parents for mm. anti-system uh, language or the way that they're shouting at this screen at the bad guys and everyone has to get up and sort of scream at at the people they're making war with this week. It's kind of, it's kind of that, right? Yeah, all the ways in which it kind of like throws out that you can be... Uh, convicted for being non-compliant yeah it's just like you read it and you go really okay <laughs> but as someone who is would totally be non-compliant which is a big tattoo trend right now i don't know if you've seen that all these women getting nc oh, they're getting NCs on. nc tattoos um i would definitely be non-compliant so i feel for these ladies see and again it's the thing that's it's never going to resonate with me the way it's going to resonate for someone like you. You're going to read this book and be like, if this happened, I'd be fucked. They'd be, they'd be coming for me. And I read it and go like, well, I probably wouldn't have an easy time of it, but I got a dick. So yeah, I'm cool. You're good. You're good. All right. And, and now moving on now moving on. 
full disclosure, friends, uh, was kind of at a lot, not at a loss, but I didn't have anything immediately prepared when I, uh, had to suggest something to Caitlin. And when I finally decided to bring her this, I, I kind of knew, kind of knew where this one was going to go. This is probably about as far from bitch planet as you can possibly get. Not, um, not as far. <laughs> I brought her one of the, uh, if One Punch Man was the hit of the 2015 anime season, this was a probably a very close second. It's the only show where you sploosh over a bowl of rice. It's Food Wars! Oh. Food Wars! Okay, so to... Plot rundown first, or you just want to give me your hot take? No, no, yeah, plot... plot no, 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 I want to do the plot rundown, actually. Oh, oh God, all right. Okay, so first, first things first... I just want to let you know the one note I wrote down <laughs> as I was watching the show. And this note consists of, what the fuck did you make me watch? <laughs> so this is the plot, ladies and, ladies and gents. In I'll, this world... I'll, I'll contextualize this in a moment. In this world, um, there are those with the ability to magically make people have an orgasm from eating food. The food is so good, y'all. That it's it's so good that it'll make you have an outer body dream orgasm experience. You'll come. Yeah. And it's weird because the way you sort of didn't know how you felt about Bitch Planet, I I don't I what? I just I can't what? I that was basically what it was that and me going Jordan what did you make over and over again Jordan what did you make me watch <laughs> and and I can sort of see where it's going and I can see you know things people will probably really like about the show but but I just I can't I don't I what so as I said in our discussion about One Punch Man what One Punch Man was satirizing is this idea of shonen anime. And the trope of shonen anime is always that you want to be the, the best. best at whatever it is you are undertaking. And what uh, Food Wars does is it is about a character named Soma who uh, grew up with his dad in kind of like a mom and pop diner who wants to beat his dad at cooking. Uh, he always has these competitions with his dad. Who... Also, can I, I'm sorry, who abandons him at the age of 13. Oh, is it, is it continuing the trend of terrible fathers in anime. Um, yeah, so he always has these like competitions where they try to come up with new recipes. The customers will judge which ones they like better. He's never beaten his father. And he says something kind of in the pilot episode, the effect of like, you know, that that's kind of all he wants out of life. He's just going to keep training to like beat his dad and take over the, take over the diner one day, which prompts his father to be like, nah. And he just, the dad shuts down the diner one day and says, I'm going to go work in America. Here, I enrolled you in this academy to go and become a better chef. Um, so now what we have is that old trope of the student who has, you know, got his skills on the street, brush it, bristling up against the elite, like, elite academically trained, high cuisine sort of uh, school. And I, his, believe, I believe it's O cuisine. O cuisine. And... His attempts to be the best and to rise to the top of this—I forget the academy's name. Uh, there's always an academy or oh, a school oh, wait, or I know this. It's the Tea House Academy, Totsuki Culinary Academy, which I think is Tea House. Yeah, 
so yeah, that's basically it's a shonen. The thing that Caitlin is talking about, what it does that a lot of these other shows don't do, is it incorporates elements of heavy fan service, which is basically lingering butts and boob shots. Well, but no, 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 no. It's not etchy, which is more pervy. It's not. It's not even the all the clothes getting like torn off them as they eat the food. This doesn't happen in real life no, this no, is no, a this sort is... of representation of how good the food i talked is. about the dream outer body experience i just want to i just want to orgasm thing i just want to hammer that home okay so it's not that in itself that's actually kind of funny i think i always find nakedness funny so that's kind of funny um it is not just that which mostly focuses on women which is kind of that that's sort of frustrating because um, if they're going to get a lot of like boob and side boob and under boob and stuff, I want penis. You didn't get to his. Uh, did you get to his dorm? No, you wouldn't have. No, I got three episodes in and yeah. then went, oh, my God, thank God that's over. There's a dude at his dorm who walks around in like an apron and that's it. Which is great. <laughs> but I just I want I want more, you know penis and butt if they're going to get all this boob. <laughs> it's that every shot with. A female basically the shot is either angled down yeah. to get almost like every shot i'm i'm even when he's just talking to them it's every single shot is either from below which is getting the almost panty shot mm-hmm. or from above which is like sometimes i think their faces aren't in the shot it's just their boobs yeah um and they're all every single one of their shirts has this weird way of forming around their boobs <laughs> It's basically like they drew their boobs and then colored it in with like white. Like it's not even like they're wearing a shirt. Yes, the tailoring that would be required to <laughs> would to be, make shirts yeah. that form fitting. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. And as we know, being a crazy rabid feminist that I am, God damn you. this drives me nuts. And there are great things in the show. The, the way they make fun of you know au cuisine and the food shows and how great this food is is ridiculous the making fun of the shonens that's fantastic uh even some of the humor you know his dad shutting down the shop and just taking off i think is you know funny and weird great but it's just this it doesn't i'm just not interested i'm just not interested and even actually the food in the anime looks great like they did a great job that is the one thing most people come back to with this is like and actually they had a consultant these are all dishes that you can make yeah. you can look up you can watch youtube videos of people making like that hamburger steak that oh, he makes in the first episode and sorry actually what was really interesting is that he talks about all the, the process he went through. yeah you learn shit yeah i was <laughs> like oh well that's i didn't know that you could do that with meat and that you know what that was all there were bits and parts of it that were great but the whole complete anime was just i have no it's interest pretty, in watching another episode it's a pretty it's not total capital a anime but it's pretty out there and i for the record i have a very complicated relationship with fan service uh i'm on you know facebook groups and we'll read comments on videos and things where it's just like to even suggest that eh, it's a little gross they will eat you live fanboys will just come out of the woodwork it's like oh don't you put your cultural preferences on your your cultural opinion on a different culture you don't understand it it's like nah dude gross is gross like, you, you you can't see it uh audience but there was a major eye roll just then and that's what you always get and i do think fan service can be this is often held up as a show that does fan service 
okay. I will say that the etchy elements, which is like the grosser things, like when conversely, uh, when food doesn't taste good, you will have like a it just you will have the like fisherman's wife hokusai like squid groping you. Uh, yeah, and it's and because right now what I've seen every single gross dish involves squid. <laughs> there's a lot of the tentacle. Yes. Stuff going on. And it's making fun of that, but at the same time, it's depicting it, which I will. Sorry. Okay. I will say that, and I'm not saying like, oh, power through it. You'll really like it. No, I don't expect you to (laughs) really like it. I knew knew where this was going to go when I suggested it to you. It does drop a lot of that. You'll watch, like, I think the season was like 24 episodes. You'll get to like episode 12 and be like, Hey, they, nobody's nobody's splooshed over their food yet in a while. Like it really gets away from that. Comes back really hard at the end of the series, at the end of the season. Yeah. But there is a uh, there is a break there where it focuses more on the food and his failures and his attempt to um, find a place for himself and cooking really awesome food and learning about recipes. And, and I stuff. actually I really liked the his obliviousness. Like that's actually been that part has been entertaining. His total obliviousness to their, um, oh, he can't cook here. He's just a cut like city scumbag, right? Um, he just gets up on transfer day and is like, <laughs> "Hey, what's up? I'm going to be better than all of you in yeah. like a, in like a year." That and that that is entertaining, um, but I just can't get past sort of the the sexism. It's um, it's a lot. It's and a lot. and I know anime is like that and I and again, I don't expect every single anime to, you know, hold my hand and be like, "We want to make it for you, feminist Caitlin." Um, but it's just there's so much of this and it sort of ruins it ruins it for me. And I think that's also I wanted that I was curious to hear that viewpoint with this show cuz like I said, this is a show that gets held up as doing it right. Um, like I said, I bristle at that sort of reaction that anime fans will have that like if you even suggest that fan service is kind of gross or that maybe you should it can be outgrown and you should look for more from your from your entertainment. Well, it's, it's the same discussion there was there was a couple sort of comedy sketches and articles about HBO and their love of boob, mm. which again Boobs are great. I love boobs. Ladies have boobs and they're wonderful and all that. But why it, there there are literally scenes where every single woman in the room is naked and every single man in the room is clothed. Mm. There's not a balance. If there was a balance, I'd be all for it. But women are still so much just there to be looked at as opposed to be actual interesting characters that have a little bit more going for them than their sexual dynamic it just gets frustrating um and also the i've we've only seen her in one episode so far of the three the the country girl who has the uh symbol from her mother the good luck charm oh the one who's almost failing out all the time yeah she becomes a great character oh which which i could see that um i was watching it with english subtitles Mm -hmm. and i wanted to punch the screen if she screeched one more time i just can't take the i mean you'd probably do the impression better than i would but you know i i just her whining the shrinking violet trope character it wasn't even even the trope was fine it was just her voice i wanted Mm. to just smack her so now i will say you know if any of these criticisms 
criticisms were brought to a fan of the show, they would point out um, the guy in Soma's dorm who, like I said, wanders around in a robe all the time. Or they would point out all these things about, like, there's naked dudes all over the place in it. But I think what's important to realize is that they don't show up in the first, like, three episodes. Like, that's there. And you're kind of asking a lot to say to somebody. It would be asking a lot if I said to you, like, hey, yeah, I know uh, the first three episodes were filled with, uh, you know, naked chicks and upskirt shots. But, you know, just stick with it. You'll get some ads. You'll get some ads (laughs) and some butts in, in like, three more episodes. Like, it's a lot to ask. And it's, it's, again, it's not just that it happens. It's that it's constant. Mm. Like, the blonde-haired girl who is basically the best in the, who, the, the mouth of God, the, the mouth tongue of God, of, the tongue of God. God. Yes. Um, I just, I can't, every shot she's in, it's just, even if she's wearing clothes, it's just boobs and ass. Mm. It's just TNA all the time. And I just can't deal. I can't deal. If, if you're going to give me TNA, I don't know what the male equivalent is. <laughs> uh, F and B, Franks and beans. <laughs> F and B. If we're going to have TNA, let's have F and B. I just, I am, I really want equality in my television <laughs> shows, okay? Yeah, fine. Have all the boobs you want, but at least make it entertaining for everyone else, right? Well, everyone. I, I, I hesitate to ask, but if we're handing out kick punches, what are we giving to Shokugeki no Soma? I don't know. I'm, I'm really trying to think about this. If it was on, I'd watch it. So if a friend was like, hey, I'm watching... Food Wars, do you want to sit and watch it with me? I don't know why my friends sound like this. <laughs> but if they were... If your other anime friend was like, oh, I'm going to watch the Food Wars. I would I would watch it with them. There's enough there to entertain me. Mm-hmm. I would definitely not go out of my way to look up more episodes. So I'm going to give it a six and a half. Six kick, and a half kick, kick punches. punches. You know what? That is like far better than I thought I was going to get. <laughs> Three when I gave it to. minus five. Uh, no, that definitely the this week the the place of the three. Actually, I would say like negative negative six would be the Sh- Shadow Hunter series. <laughs> Nothing will surpass that. Food Wars was saved by your <laughs> by your random encounter with the Shadow Hunter oh, series. God, it just was so bad. I'll so take bad. it. Yeah. So, I mean, and if you're a fandom anime and you want fan service, definitely watch Food Wars. It's not the grossest fan service you'll ever see, which is no. <laughs> damning it with faint praise, but it's not for everybody, and I will readily concede that. It is not E for everyone. It's not rated E for everyone. I have recommended it to people who have had the same reaction you did, and then for whatever reason, sheer boredom, what have you, powered through it, and by the time you're actually getting into the more high-stakes Iron Chef-style matches, they're like super into it, and it became like one of their favorite shows. But like I said, it's a lot to ask. And There's- I'm also not a foodie. Oh, see that could yeah, that's de- yeah, that's definitely gonna have something. I mean, to I do love cheese, but besides, like, I could just <laughs> s- subsist on cheese and potatoes. Where's cheese wars? Yeah, yeah, make a cheese wars, then I'll watch it. <laughs> did they ever get? To- no, I don't think they ever really did anything with cheese on the see? on the first season. I don't even don't even care anymore. That, you know what? You know what? Now I'm giving it a five. Oh <laughs> God, no cheese, no cheese whatsoever. Automatically knocks you five. down one point five kick punches. Yeah. Well, kind of a mixed odd. Um, week this week and also very there is a lot of uh discussion of feminism yeah well you know what i don't think the world needs another podcast of two dudes sitting around talking about dude stuff in comics and anime so (laughs) there's gonna be feminism so be it you gotta be careful 
you're going to be uh, tagged with non-compliance they're, they're, and then you're going to get shipped off the, to Bitch Planet. The, the MRAs are going to are gonna mark me non-compliant. Yeah. At me, bitch. Uh. <laughs> so thank you everyone for tuning in. Well, we have updates first. Oh, we do. We do. What are our updates? Because we said last week, time permitting, yeah. we, would, uh, we would further investigate oh, the yeah. things we discussed. Mm-hmm. And I looked up Old Greg from the Mighty Boosh. And what did you think? Nope. Seriously? I even went so far as to watch a live performance of Old Greg. And <laughs> there were so many people who paid money to watch this. Yeah. That theater was sold the F out. Yeah, it was. Because it's amazing. To watch seaweed wearing, <laughs> mangina owning Old Greg come out and say his name repeatedly. For and, everyone else. And you know what the lipstick incident is now. Uh, yes. Uh, and it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm, same, same reaction. <laughs> no. uh, I'm not, I'm not vested. <laughs> so there's your updates for the week. Still, we're still comfortable with our original ratings on the yep. Boosh, the Boosh and Archie. Yeah. Oh, we have a shout out we need to make this week. We do. If we, you're still here. We have a fan other have- than our... Other than our moms, who uh, will always be fans, I'm sure. Our, fans uh, of anything. I do. may not have liked the Mighty Boosh uh, that much, but on on Tumblr, Miku Miku Blaine reblogged one of our episode, the episode about the Boosh, yeah, and left and us some comments and really went like you, yeah. This per- I don't know if they just watched watched it because we mentioned it, or if they had been a long time. It seems like they've been a long time fan. They Looked knew. Like it, yeah. They knew way more than I did. They, they went right in. I mean, I haven't watched the Boosh in a really long time, so I'm trying to pull stuff out from memory. But they. But at any rate, hey, thanks for caring enough to contact us and say, hey, Miku Miku Blaine. And thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, the show lives on uh, SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. Uh, you can also you can follow us there, and you'll get notified whenever a new episode goes up. Or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. That seems easy. I is, don't. Is it easy? It is. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. You just search Geek Down Podcast and hit subscribe, and that's it. You don't have to do anything else. That's pretty easy. Just downloads. Yeah. Um, as well, if you could uh, rate and review it, if you do, uh, it would really help us out a lot. There's a better chance that we could get noticed by the powers that be and or promoted and or put on some sort of page that will maybe help us get some of those Sweet, sweet Squarespace dollars. And then you won't have to hear that song halfway through the show every time. Listen, the song is dope. Okay, fine. The song is pretty cool, but, you know, I'd rather get cheese. <laughs> if you have coupons for cheese that you would like to send us, uh, you can contact us at geekdownpod at gmail.com. Uh, as well, we have a Twitter at geekdownpod, and the website is geekdownpod.tumblr.com. If you would like to uh, argue with me on twitter you can do that at jordan underscore ferguson uh if you would like to argue with caitlin she's a genius you can't she doesn't exist it's true i don't exist also though if you have suggestions about what you would like us to watch or view or review let us know because we are probably gonna run out of things before we know it. Maybe. I've got a pretty extensive list. I, I need to get on that. I'm running out of things. Yeah. you got to give me some more anime, I think. <laughs> We're going to find something that I like. You, oh, that's... See, I'm trying to, like, not give you anime all the time, but if that's... If you want to if you want to keep going to find that thing, that's going to... I don't know. They're, they're, you're probably going to get a lot of live-action British shit. Then have at it. <laughs> <laughs> then challenge accepted. 
All right. That's about going to do it for us this week. Um, thank you so much for joining us and tweeting at us and retweeting and reposting on SoundCloud and hearting us on SoundCloud and all that various stuff. Uh, we're having a, we're having a pretty good time doing this. Eh? Yeah. Besides, you know, the cold weather and it's being cold as balls. Well, enjoy it now because once summer hits the Polly Pocket, it's <laughs> not going to be. Yeah. Someone wants to, you know, start uh, giving us money. So, Jordan Ferguson can buy an air conditioning unit. That would be great. Or even just like a block of ice I can put in front of a fan because once it hit, once it goes above like 22 degrees in this piece, it's going to be uh because I live on the top floor. So it adds like 10 degrees immediately you, you just by being here. can't tell people where you live. They're going to find you. I live on a top floor in Toronto. <laughs> okay. I guess that's pretty ambiguous. Um, yeah. So enjoy it now. Enjoy our relative comfort now because... It ain't going to last. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week, y'all. Sound check. Beep, beep, beep. Sound check. Beep, beep, beep. Say something besides beep, beep, beep. I was making a song with you.